Welcome to the Podcast to Amplify show, the podcast for women leaders who are ready to spend less time feeding the algorithm and more focused time leveraging podcasting as a strategic tool to accelerate their business growth. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch strategist, mom of one and Netflix chocoholic. You're in the right place if you want to learn everything you need to know about creating a strategic and intentional podcast that attracts high quality leads and visibility opportunities for your business. Now, are you ready to amplify your voice impact and revenue? Then let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 89 of the podcast to amplify show. I'm so excited. This is the first official episode under the rebranded podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And I really want to kick things off by sharing a little bit more about me. So some of you have been in my world for quite a while, either as a listener of the podcast, or maybe you follow me over on social media. But I really want to take the opportunity to share with you just a little bit more about me, like how did I become a podcast launch strategist or to coin the term that one of my clients use, the one who births podcasts? Because believe it or not, podcasts weren't always a part of my everyday life. In fact, it's been two and a half years at the time of recording this episode since I started my business. And wow, it's been such an incredible journey. But believe it or not, my career, my corporate career, I was a an executive assistant working in the city of London for 15, 16 years. Um, just kept working up the ranks. So I started off as a PA, supporting like a team. And then in the height of the COVID pandemic, I was made redundant and I was kind of like middle management. So head of administration. And so sometimes when I look back, it can be a pinch me moment because if someone had told me three years ago that I would be launching podcasts and just really helping women get their voice out there and using audio to grow their business and being able to do that myself, I would have said to you, you're lying. Like I wouldn't have believed it. I never saw this in my, in my future at all. Although I probably should have, I I was having a, a chat with my cousin the other day and she, we're talking about the business and she reminded me that she had told me years ago to start a business of my own because you see, I job hopped a lot. Like I was very employable. I was shit hot. <laughs> like I'm not even going to lie. I was a bomb PAEA. Like I could do it in my sleep, standing upside down on my head. Like I was really, really good. And so as soon as someone annoyed me, <laughs> Oh, I just got really fed up with the job. I was just on to the next. I was known to start looking and get a job offer a week later, hand in my notice and be done like within 14 to 30 days. It was, it has been known. And so 
my cousin was joking that that was my sign that I was always meant to work for myself, just do my own thing because I was just always jumping from job to job. Um, obviously the beauty of that is that each new job was a higher level and a higher salary, but it just felt as though I had the itch. Like I couldn't settle into one job for longer than a year, year and a half at the max. Um, and so how my business, my online business came about was like a lot of people, I'm sure some of you listening right now, um, can relate to this journey, but COVID happened. As I mentioned, I was the head of administration at this role and I was responsible for so much. And so COVID hit, lockdown happened and I had to get everyone set up working from home, et cetera, et cetera. What we thought would be a couple months turned into when will this ever end? The longer we were at home. And then it came to sort of the summer, July, August of 2020. And I was starting to get that itch. I was starting to get this itch of, oh my God, my boss is annoying me. But because it was the pandemic, I didn't feel as confident about finding something new. But, you know, one night after quite trying day, I won't go into the details here because you just never know who might be listening to this podcast. But after quite a trying day, I logged on to a popular um, job board website and I started looking for remote PA roles. Like I loved working from home. Um, me and my daughter started thinking about getting a dog. Like everything just seemed possible when you work from home. Like there was no restrictions. And so I started looking for this remote PA job and a couple came up, but then also something around virtual assistant came up, like virtual assistants. And I was like, oh, what's that then? And so I registered for this masterclass, which is like an evergreen. I didn't know the terminology at the time, <laughs> but it's an evergreen masterclass, which I was able to watch at 8 a.m., the following morning and I watched it and I was sold. I bought her course and I remembered vividly that this was a Wednesday that I was doing the job search. And then the Thursdays when I watched the course, the masterclass, and then by the Sunday I'd finished the course and this was early August. So then I spent the last three weeks of August getting this business all set up to become a virtual assistant. And it made sense because I was a PAEA um, for 15, 16 years. So I thought, yeah, I can translate that. I can transition into the online space. And that was fine for about three months. Um, and then in the November, I found out that I was losing my job. They didn't handle it very well, but when do they ever handle it well? I don't know, but that I was quite annoyed. I was really quite upset, panicked. I'm a single mom. We just got the dog. So I started to freak out. The business wasn't really where, because I thought I had time. I was planning to do the business and have a job for the first 12 months just so that I can find my feet because I've never done marketing. I've never run a business. I've only done like my bills for budgeting. Like Everything was brand new to me. And here I am now about to lose my job in the middle of a pandemic. So I can't even walk into another job because people, everyone was laying people off. And so my confidence was at an all-time low. I completely freaked out, um, left the job, 
just before Christmas to December 2020. And then I came across, I can't remember how, but I came across Lauren Wrighton. She had a masterclass, once again, a, a, a evergreen masterclass. And I watched it. It was all about becoming a podcast manager and making 5K months in three months or something like that in 90 days. And so I thought, oh, this sounds interesting. And just a couple of months before, one of my clients was doing like a podcast tour where she was guesting on a bunch of podcasts um, to promote her book that was coming out in the spring. And so that's what piqued my interest about podcasts. And so that's when I started kind of looking around and looking into like, how does it get on my phone? Like really just going down that rabbit hole. So I took the course over Christmas. Obviously I'd lost my job, so I needed to get moving quick sharp and I relaunched, well, pivoted, half pivoted my business in January, 2021, two weeks later. So by the middle of January, I'd landed my first podcast launch client on Clubhouse of all places. I don't even know. Does anyone use Clubhouse anymore? But yeah, she was in a room with me and she followed me over to LinkedIn. Um, again, I was like five months into my business. So this whole, you must engage with your audience thing. I didn't clock at all that she'd done this journey from Clubhouse. Um, and yeah, I'd be jumped on a call and the rest, as they say, is history. So I started out as a podcast manager, still juggling my VA clients because I'll be honest with you, the imposter syndrome was real. Like I was so scared to drop my VA clients as much as I no longer enjoyed doing that work. Because let me tell you, supporting one or two people who sit two feet away from you and supporting seven women in every corner of this earth. Like even at one point I was supporting someone in New Zealand and I'm in the UK. So when she is waking up, I am about to go to bed or I'm getting ready to like, you know, finish my day and chill with a glass of wine. It was madness. And so it was no longer sustainable. I'd already hit burnout once doing the job and trying to run, build the business. And so all this stuff was going on. There was just way too much change. I'm usually okay with change, but this was way too much for my nervous system. And so I kind of held on to these VA clients until about May, where I thought, no, Rosemary, you need to take, I think there was a a, a moment. I can't remember what the moment was, <laughs> but there was like this light bulb went off and I decided, yeah, the time has come. I'm really enjoying the podcast world. I had picked up some, a couple more launch clients. I'd picked up some management clients and I was loving it so much more than, you know, scheduling social media. Like I was a general VA. It's not like I even specialized in anything specific. Um, and so it was just, it was time to make that change. And so I let some VA clients go and I kept two who had planned or were planning to create their own podcast and wanted my support with that. So I kept the two and I, you know, continued scouting for podcast management clients. And then I became the podcast launch strategist in January, 2022. And that came about because I realized that is where my strengths lay. So 
thinking about my background as an EA, as a PA, you have to be able to look ahead. You have to be able to set and meet deadlines. You have to be able to be like a couple steps ahead of whoever it is that you're supporting. You have to be organized. Like there's so many, it's very projecty. So as a PAEA, sometimes I would ar- arrange um, team away days or board dinners, like the project event side of things was there as well. And the more launches I started to do, the more I started to see how podcast launches are really just projects, right? And I also started to see that people became overwhelmed with launching their podcast because there's so many different pieces. And that's when I started thinking, well, how can I make this as simple as possible? And how can I really hone in on the pieces that I really enjoy? And I'll admit that back then I still got really hung up on because everyone was talking about how you must, you know, recurring revenue, you must have clients every month. And even though it wasn't my passion, like launching was like, oh, it just got me so excited to do launches. But because I kept hearing, oh, you should have recurring income. You shouldn't just rely on one offer because you'll have to be looking for clients all the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't feel confident or I didn't feel like I could just fully step into doing launches. So I focused more on, you know, management clients, but then they came and went. And then by the end of the year, I thought, no, this is it. This is really where I thrive, really where I get results for my clients. I had, my framework was now nearly two years old. I honed it and developed it with every client that I'd worked with. And, you know, I've been doing this business thing for nearly two years. Like I've got this. And it's so funny because I won't go into details, but I had a bit of a situation where with a client that just left me feeling like I need to burn everything down to the ground. Like it was a truly awful experience. But then just got this random message from someone who said that she was binging the podcast and I've finally, you know, given her the push she needed to start her podcast and she's listened to me late at night and she just wants to get started, but she really should be sleeping because she needs to cook Thanksgiving <laughs> lunch tomorrow. Um, and then a couple days after that, or maybe a week, maybe a, up to a week later, she'd messaged me again and said, do you do a fast launch? Asking for a friend. And that's how the podcast launch VIP days were born. And that's when I was really able to, or confident to step into this role of podcast launch strategist. Because one of the things that I saw or I see is missing with a lot of business owners who started their podcast as a way to, you know, obviously grow their business, but they weren't seeing the results that they hoped for. Always the missing piece was a strategy. And that's where I come in. Like a lot of my clients, all of my clients are you know, their ideas, people. Whereas I am the executioner. Like I can bring organization to chaos. I have this ridiculous way of just 
taking complex things and just really making them simple because my brain doesn't process complex. And so that's something, whereas there's people, especially in corporate, the more complex, the the more excited they get. (laughs) Whereas I'm like, why? This isn't brain surgery. Like we work in financial services or we work in pensions or we work in children's services. Like why are you making this so complicated? And so I really started to lean into podcast launch strategy. And along the way, what I believed when I started this podcast is not what I believe now. Like a podcast really and truly can grow your business. You can see results within the first 30 days. My clients have shown me that. And most importantly, the reason why I'm so passionate about podcasting is that as women, society, not to get too heavy on this episode, but we don't, we aren't seen as the powerful human beings that we are, right? We're everything to everyone. Like even just yesterday, I was scrolling Facebook and someone had asked a question around, she just wanted some support because she's spoken to her husband after having a call with a coach and essentially her husband had shut down her idea of spending thousands to work with this coach. And I was totally gobsmacked. I don't usually look at comments, but I started to look to see what people were advising her. And this one person said, well, that's because you should be focusing on your children and your home. And I just thought, see, this is the nonsense. This, like, we are, like, what about her? What about her wanting to develop herself for herself? We weren't born mom. We weren't born wife. We were born Rosemary, Alice, Joanna, Patricia, insert your name here. And so what I love about podcasting is it allows us as women to be heard. Whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever experience you bring to the table, whatever message it is that you want to share and make an impact, you can do that through podcasting. I don't care what anyone else wants to say to me. YouTube cannot do that. Social media cannot do that. An email list cannot do what a podcast can do. And that's why I do what I do. Personally, podcasting, it's been two years next month and who I was when I started this show and who I am today. I am so much more confident. When I started this podcast, I never ever dreamed that I would be thinking of guesting on other podcasts. I definitely had no plans of interviewing other people. Like that shared, that scared me like no one's business. <laughs> like I had no intention of interviewing people. It was going to be a solo show, not because I didn't think that other people had a great perspective, but no, who's trying to interview people? Like, no, 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 that's too much for me. I didn't think that I would ever be, you know, thinking of speaking on summits or guest speaking in people's memberships. This podcast has really allowed me to stand up, step up and shine. And I know you can't see me and I'm sitting here right now in my headscarf, with my fluffy socks, with my scarf around me because it's a bit chilly today. And you might think, huh? But honest to God, like there's no other platform like it. 
I truly can show up as an authority, as an expert in a way that I have never really been able to do on Instagram or LinkedIn because it's just so distracting. Like right now, it's just me in the corner of my bedroom, in my little podcast setup. Riley, the dog, is asleep and I can just talk to you as opposed to I've got to get my eyebrows done, my hair's got to be done. Okay, the camera's on. Is my lighting okay? Oh my goodness, someone's joined my live. Okay, Rosemary, refocus, refocus. <laughs> like Instagram and social media is just distracting. I just want to show up, talk to you, share whatever it is that I want to share with you that's on my heart that day. And that's it. And of course, it's also helps me generate leads for my business. It's also generated um, podcast guest opportunities, whether that's through a direct podcast swap or people have reached out after listening to the show and want me to be on their show. Podcasting is phenomenal. And it's something that I will continue to harp on about forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, because I believe that every woman should have a podcast. Social media is not yours. Instagram is not yours. Your content is yours, but you can get hacked. You can get shut down accidentally, run the wrong ad, and you're penalized never to see your account again. Like your podcast is your platform. You can show up as your authentic self. You can speak from your heart. You don't have to worry about 15, 60, 90 second stories or talking head reels. Like you can truly connect with your audience on a different level. Even just saying it, I just got shivers, shiver me timbers, because that is the power of podcasting. And I can go on and on and on, but I'm going to leave that here. I just wanted to share a little bit more about me and how I got to this point. And you will continue to hear more about my podcasting journey because this new iteration, this new version of the podcast is going to be different. This podcast is now my the place where I'm going to be showing up for my business. I'll be sharing podcasting tips and strategies with you, but also I'll be sharing stuff that I've done, like behind the scenes, like by the end of the year, I want to be like not reliant on Instagram in terms of growing my business. So I'm going to be sharing how that goes so that you can, if that's something that you want to do as well, you can kind of learn from me and maybe we'll do it together and support each other. But yeah, this new version of the podcast is going to be extremely, extremely different from the first 86 episodes. There were great content, but now I'm more about just spreading the word about how a podcast can help you amplify your voice, your impact, and your revenue. So before I say goodbye, I would love it if you can share this episode with someone who you think would enjoy the content. I really am on a mission to get this podcast in the ears of as many women business owners as possible. I would love to start a movement. I think the movement's already starting. I think there's a, a bunch of people who are leaving social media I know I recently deleted, removed 800, 900 followers from my Instagram over a period of time. 
And I honestly don't believe that all of them have given up their business. I believe that a lot of them are finding clients and connecting with people in a different way. And I, I'm here for it. And if you're here for it as well, stick around, tell other people so that we can start a movement. All, you know, all good to the meta, to the meta universe or whatever they call themselves. But nah, we don't need to build a business doing more. We can do less and achieve more. And that is what I'm on about right now. So stick around. I will see you in the next episode. Speak soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Podcast to Amplify show. I want to hear from you. Reach out on Instagram and let me know your next action step towards creating a strategic and intentional podcast that grows your business and personal brand. Also, can I ask a favor? Can you share this episode on your story so more impact-driven female business owners just like you are encouraged to use their voices to make a global impact? Thanks so much and I'll see you in the next episode.